some beef with someone I don't wanna know Unless they happen to be at this show I don't know who fucked up or who stole all your shit But if they're next to you right now Just run up and hit them And we're recording with two different mics. Slap, slap. Slapping. Double the pleasure, double the fun. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Garrett Schalke podcast. I am your host, uh, Garrett Schalke, here at Elmblad Media Group Studios in Kalamazoo with uh, Zachary Elmblad. Zach, Yo. how's it going? I'm splendidly, splendidly. Well, dude, it's a new year. It's a new season. Yeah, it's 2022. Notice I put the separate there, you know, 2020 part two, which if you read the news, it kind of is like 2020 all over again. Well, I don't read the news. So why don't you, why don't you tell me what makes it 2020 all over again? Uh, Omicron is just ravaging (laughs) Ravaging the world, particularly the U.S. <laughs> and uh, shit's starting to shut down again. There's more supply chain problems. And uh, yeah, just like in 2020, actually. You know, we had a little bit of improvement in 2021, but uh, shit's kind of going back again. Again. Yeah, I yeah. guess it is. You love to see it. Whatever, man. I'll put a mask on. I don't care. I'm yeah. over it. I'm just, uh, I'm dead inside, man. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel you. Uh, yeah. For the most part, but sometimes I do have moments where it's like, holy shit, am I really living through this? Right. Like, I still look back at 2020 and it is undoubtedly the most disturbing, sad, weird, yet also exciting year of my life, hands down. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like, have you ever just thought about 2020 overall? No, I have not. Oh, you haven't? I, I'm living in the moment, my friend. 2020 wow. is still happening for me. Wow. Bob Dylan <laughs> up here. Don't fucking look back. Been on a goddamn rocket ship <laughs> to the fucking moon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that's why uh, I'm thinking about calling this 2022, because can I get the pun? <laughs> You can take the pun. Yeah, sure. Take the pun it's whenever you need it. My podcast, I do whatever the fuck I want. With Touch it. it gently, caress it, make sure it stays around with you. Yeah, but hey, man, be nice uh, to the pun. But hey, man, it's another year. The plague's still going on. Uh, we're still being black pill continuously. The, yeah. sh- the Jokerization continues, though. I don't know how much more I can take. <laughs> like I am just this close to uh, this close to just. Putting on that clown makeup that's just been sitting on my desks there. You know, it's just so tempting to just dip it in and just streak <laughs> the white across my face. It's just, just 
just clown myself up and then go post on 4chan. Yowza. Yeah, I mean, the despair is thick. Um, the loathing is continuous. Fear and loathing. <laughs> the, the madness endures and the chaos reigns. <laughs> that is Ind- that is life around us right now. <laughs> Indeed. Because, uh, also, I've been paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Is, uh... Yeah, World War Three might be starting. That's what you were telling me. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, been well, here just playing music. I play a lot of guitar. I've been fixing houses. I just don't give a fuck about the whole world around me right now, man. I'm just yeah. trying to like, I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah, you, you I'm have, survival mentality. You, you, have, you have your own problems. <laughs> there are many. Which we'll get we'll get to in a sec. But mm-hmm. I'm also reflective on it because. Uh, yeah, I declare that World War Three might be starting again with uh, Russia invading Ukraine in any time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of reminded, what was it, 2019? Did I also declare that we might be having World War Three then too? Yeah. What, have you seen the second season of The Witcher on the Netflix? On Netflix? No, I've yet the, to check that series. There's out, an actually. excellent quote that's already been memefied. And it's like, I've lived through three dark ages, two supposed end of days, and all of it is a crock of shit or something to that effect. I do. I do. I do believe that, too. But, you know, I don't get entirely swept up in a lot of hysteria, but I do just gently flow along with it, like. Huck Finn a lot on the river there. I just kind of go along. (laughs) On the river of hysteria. Yeah. I do allow myself the to, hysteria. I do allow myself to follow. I don't dive right in, but I do follow it. But anyway, yeah, I think I declared this on the first episode of a new season. I don't know, 2019, when uh, Trump just assassinated that Iranian general and then bragged about it. I do remember that. Remember that? It seems like a younger time. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny the way things... a couple riots after <laughs> an insurrect attempted insurrection. Yeah, later. it's fun. Yeah, it's funny how we're kind of go back to these topics inevitably on this podcast. Yeah, it's been buck wild, man. <laughs> what a buck wild journey! Like you remember us like sitting on the couch in here and like New Year two thousand seventeen making oh. a podcast like oh. yeah. We're writers. Everything's fucked up. Why don't we just talk about this fucked up world and try to make it cooler? And then oh, we God. have like that was, that the was like pre- release party, and it was fun. And yeah, pre, dude. <laughs> pre the pre GSP times. Oh man, you can yeah. still find yeah, good everyone. If you if you're so inclined, you can go to Elmblad Mia Group's YouTube page. Sure can. You probably could find that video because. Uh, you were up all night, I think, just partying. I was hungover, and uh, we just didn't really know what to talk about, and we kind of got into a slight argument about public schools and charter schools, I think. Dude, I think that was, <laughs> I think that was the day I decided to be sober. I think really? after, after we had that podcast, now that I, I haven't thought about this in forever, I think... Because I rem- I, as you mentioned that, I was trying to remember, what did, what did I do staying up all night partying that all yeah, night? It, was, it doesn't it was, sound like me. Yeah. Oh, it was New yeah. Year's. Yeah. I thought you were sober at the time. Oh, maybe? No, I feel like 2016 I was not sober. Oh, okay. Um, so New Year's, 
Yeah, okay. Maybe that was when I photographed some bands up at Creston Brewery. Maybe. Well, I, I, from what I remember, uh, I, st- I, was, I, I stayed here was 2018. I forget the year. It's somewhere in the mid-2010s. Time is an illusion, man. <laughs> Have you ever uh, seen Interstellar, bro? <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> Actually, I haven't. God, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, like, a Joe Rogan quote. Oh, um, no, leave him out of the world, man. Do we? Yeah, let's just, let's He's, let's let's I, let our boy go to pasture because yeah, I we just should. tuned out. We should, we should. <laughs> I will say this about Joe Rogan, especially recently, uh... He's becoming more like Alex Jones every single day. I know. I can't. I honestly like, haven't listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan experience either. in months. For sure months. Probably close to a year. Pretty much since he moved to Spotify. The first few episodes that came out, I was just like, uh-oh. I don't like what's happening here. And when he moved to Texas and got the, the bigger studio and stuff, and things just changed in a really big way. And I don't like the content, so I, I don't like listening to him anymore. And I, I don't know. I know he's he's been saying a bunch of dumb shit and having a bunch of weird fucking people on that are, are putting out information that is accused of being misinformation. misinformation. And I am just tuned the fuck out, dude. I just I'm I, I love how you just compared him to Alex Jones because it's exactly the same way I feel yeah, about Alex Yeah, I know Jones. that and that's really yeah. sad cuz he did have some traits obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he was always like the straight man almost. Like he yeah. would call Alex Jones out on his shit. Yeah. And to the point where Alex Jones like accused him of like being a CIA op and like yeah, being possessed by demons. Well, there is a thousand episodes of amazing content that I listened to for a, I mean, what? Not a decade, but a long time, eight years or something. Like I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience in like the first dozen episodes, like when it was just him and Brian Redband on the couch. Because yeah. like we've gone over this. Like I I I got it from Anthony Cumia from Opie and Anthony. Like that's where I know all of these all of these all people we, are disgraced now. I know we we like, love we love them so much, but now it's like yeah, uh, it's hard to even look back at like the old content. Dude, Greg crushed. Greg Opie Hughes's Twitter uh, is ooh. just like watching a defeated man. Like I just every time every time I log into Twitter, it's just filled with with Opie's, like, random <laughs> shit, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, what is it, going on? Is, does he even have a radio show still? I think he has a podcast that he does from his house. I, yeah, I, I don't I, know, honestly. I have no idea what his career is right now. I have I am not following any of these people. Yeah, like, it's not worth it. It's not. I, I mean, I checked out long ago. Long, long, long ago. Every once in a while, I'll look up and see what Jim Norton's latest special is and like i like jimmy norton like obviously oh yeah you know i do like him too i saw him live he was great but uh uh one of my favorite podcasters also a comedian his name is jay flores he runs pod damn america and why you mad oh and he's about to go on tour with eve six actually. <laughs> like he's opening for eve six who's like a major twitter guy now Dude, his Twitter is awesome. Watch it spin around and get us demonetized. <laughs> I'm more partial to the song "Here's to the Night." Okay, 
But yeah, that's still a banger. But uh, no, I mostly know about it because he's a Flores is a New York based comedian and uh, he's a lefty and mm-hmm. uh, he's always fighting against these chud guys. Mm-hmm. And he and yeah, a lot. Could, of them, like, will you define the term chud for me? Well, okay. I've, well, I've, I've assumed what this term means okay, from like first context. All, first clues. of all, chud comes from a movie where I think it was like. Something humanoid underground dweller. Okay. I can't. I can't remember what the C part means. And it's basically cybernetic. A, maybe, but it's basically a movie about these mutants that live underground in the sewers, and they pop up and fuck shit up. Okay. So now you just call Chud to like every one of these freaky right wingers, just these fucking nut jobs. Okay. And who are also a lot of them just physically fucking ugly. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, I'm no James Dean, but they make me feel like a milking box. Like these are the guys right now that are like burning their Carhartt gear right now okay. in front of cameras. That's a chud. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, so Jay Flores is always battling these type of guys, and a lot of them associate with like, or should I say, Jim Norton and types like associate with them, and they're like. Very hard right wing, like anti Kumia types. Mm-hmm. Very alt right, straight up fascist. Some of them, and like he's gotten like threats, and like one of them from a, a podcast called uh, Legia Skanks. You ever heard of them? I have heard of, but never yeah. listened. Yeah, uh, one of their guys, Louis Gomez, actually uh, spit on him and like pushed him away, and he has like made numerous threats against him. Louis Gomez. God, he, he's he's an internet tough guy who's always like threatening people. Like, well, I can't wait to see you out on the street tonight. And even like his pin tweet says something about how like his mom was an alcohol prostitute and his dad was a criminal. You should all be lucky. She considers herself lucky. I'm not a serial killer. It's like who the wow. fuck who the fuck <laughs> writes after their pin tweets, right? By the way, uh, I mostly keep up with that world because uh, Jay Flores is always talking about it. You know, he's always analyzing them, always commenting on them. And it's like, well, I'm not really missing out much by like not seeing them anymore because, oof, I just don't want to support that shit. Hmm. I have to say, in my old age, I'm getting more, uh, I'm getting more, uh, how you say, uh, picky with who I support. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time when I was younger, I could like overlook something. It's like, okay, this guy says some offensive shit or that. But you know, I can overlook it because he's got this other funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, I can't support this guy. No. Mm-hmm. Like recently, uh, the next big show in uh, Grand Rapids at Toy Row Live, which by the way, rest in peace to the Bob, that place finally shut down. The, I saw that. Yep. The Bob's shut down, but 20 Mile Road Live isn't. It's owned by Gun Lake Casino now. I believe I heard that as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Gun Lake hasn't taken over the Bob. But, Honestly, uh, dude, I hope that they do a good job managing it because I feel like the tribe does okay. What, oh, yeah. Or whatever management company they've hired or to 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 run that. I I mean, for folks listening abroad, I guess, in the United States, uh Many states have outlawed gambling other than state-sponsored lotteries. And so uh, you have 
casinos that are all on Native American land, and <laughs> they're owned and operated by uh, tribes of Native Americans, which yeah. is uh, interesting in a number of ways. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that is one of the rumors that... Uh, they might take over the Bob and make it like a mini casino of some kind. Perfect. They should. Which, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. They should. They do a good job with their entertainment, man. Like, it's it's a, a good venue. They, they're they doing a good job. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, the next show that's coming on there is a big comedy show. It's going to be Ari Shafir. Okay. Robert Kelly. And uh, Big J. Ogerson. <laughs> now, right. uh... Remember what I just said like a few seconds ago? I'm a little more picky now. Yeah, I will not be going to that show because all those guys associate with uh, the Legious gangs, right-wing type people. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, I've seen Robert Kelly twice, by the way. They're both great shows. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, God, I just can't in good conscience see them anymore. Even if I find their shit funny. Yeah. Because I see who they like associate with or seen their online antics and everything. It's like, can't do it. Yeah. I, ju- I unplugged myself from all of those worlds. Basically, when Kenny and I went our separate ways, like, I stopped listening to conservative talk radio as soon as yeah. Kenny was out of my life. Like, that, like, when I didn't have someone constantly saying, hey, listen to this guy, listen to this guy, listen to this guy, here's this article, like, blah, blah, blah. I, I can only imagine that... That guy, I, I don't know. I don't actually, I, I don't want to disparage my old friend. And I actually have faith that he is able to think for himself still. Yeah. But definitely back then, he was jamming right wing radio down my throat. 2012, 2013, that is all we were listening to. Hmm. And <clears throat> I didn't even know it was conservative talk radio at the time. Like, I was like, Alex Jones, I like this guy. He, he, yeah, he talks about fucking weird shit. And then, man, it just went sideways hard after the Tea Party thing and and Obama. Like, that shit, dude, it was really hard to pay attention to all of that stuff. Because meanwhile, I'm, like, living through reality, right? Like, going to travel in the world and meeting people of of all different races and socioeconomic backgrounds and education levels and shit. And, And I'm hearing all this stuff back at home, and I'm like, man... I don't know if I like where all this is going. And then it ended up just going way fucking sideways, way off the rails, way out into the into the ditch. Yeah. It's just fucked. Oh. Uh, which one? Center. Park trades. Center. As uh, opposed to park trades. Anyway, so uh Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's one thing I'm noticing in my older age is that uh yeah, more picky. Um, it's not really even their jokes or anything. It's more just their associations and, like, the way they act. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really gang to me, I guess. It's like, no, 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 I can't support them anymore. Fair. And, like, I have holdouts. Like, I still deeply admire Doug Stanhope, mm-hmm. even though he has some associations with that. Like, he played Skankfest recently. Right. But then again, with the... Uh, Doug Sandhope, he's one guy that, as I kind of, like, checked out his career and everything, unfortunately, he's one of those guys where, like, he has to, like, kind of learn it himself. Like, like he may think something's cool at first or, like, some group's cool or whatever. 
or even just an individual. Mm-hmm. But then he has to learn what it's really like to be like, oh shit, then distance himself from it. Right. Like that's kind of how he got, he stopped considering himself a libertarian actually. Cause he, yeah. cause he like, <laughs> I saw that slight eye there. <laughs> Yeah. No, but he, 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 I think he like realized like some of the nut jobs that into it. He's like, yeah, it's man. like, oh shit. Um, okay, I'm done advocating this. Yep. I've, I, uh, know someone named Swim. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I still hold out hope, but it's like, okay, you gotta learn, dude. Mm. So, and uh, Ian Patton Oswalt, even though he's yeah. he's a he's a liberal guy, but he's currently got some shit because uh, he took a recent photo with Dave Chappelle. God forbid. Yeah, yeah, God forbid. God forbid. I mean, Stan- Chappelle Chappelle sucks now more, but he's not as bad as like some of the people I just mentioned, like. But we won't we won't get into that. You know what? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything you like growing up is terrible now. Yeah, except this podcast. Congress shall make no law that infringes. Nobody's that. doing that. <laughs> I know, I know, dude. I know it's a complicated ass world, ain't it? <laughs> God, yeah, I know. Yeah, let's not get. In. Yeah, you know, I know. let's get let's get into other stuff. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. uh... Zach, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but let's talk about it on here because it's good content. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert to anyone listening who might be part of this, but yeah, you're quitting your job in like 24 hours. Yeah, or I'm putting in a notice of resignation to my main contract. So yeah, I don't well, have let, a let's... job to quit, but I'm definitely putting like 300 people on notice to be like, Hey bro, you can't call me and have me show up anywhere on in the uh, state of Michigan tomorrow. Yeah. You know, let's uh, start at the beginning here. Um, sure. What, what is, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this or even, I can, that? I can talk about it in a roundabout way, but we can't okay. name any names or uh, companies kinda, or dates. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of like what I do, how I mentioned my place called the warehouse. Yeah, Exactly. It's yeah. one of those, like, if you really want to know where I work, just, you could probably figure it out by my hints, you know? You mm-hmm. don't have to be Batman to figure it out. Definitely not. So, uh, let's just start at the very beginning. Sure. What is the very beginning? What do you okay. consider the very beginning? Okay, we talked... start at? Oh, oh, God, you're putting me on the spot on my <laughs> own podcast. All right, uh, it's your uh, current job. You are a contract photographer. I am a contract and, photographer, yes. And you basically have like, have, like, one employer this entire time, like, a main employer, yeah, from my so, understanding. Yeah, like, 75 to 80% of my income has been a single contract for about three years straight. Um, I've been in the contract for four and a half years. It's pretty pretty goddamn prohibitive um the non-competes are strong um there's there's some pretty bewildering clauses in there that were clearly never reviewed by an attorney um but all that notwithstanding um i'm putting in a 30 days notice tomorrow uh, or no i'm sorry not tomorrow um January 24th to expire February 24th which is coincidentally my 37th birthday 
and um <laughs> happy fucking birthday yeah i'm giving myself the best birthday present i possibly can by uh cutting loose my main client and so what that means as a trajectory switch for a business owner in the creative fields is not necessarily quitting my job as much as it is taking the entire apple cart and kicking the damn thing over. <laughs> now, uh, we have detailed your adventures with this contractor. We sure have, yeah, uh, like, as a real uh, estate photographer, yeah, like, that is my contract. Like, yeah. I believe we have talked numerous times about, like, weirdo clients who just, especially during yeah. the plague here, talk talk shit to you about, you know, wearing a mask. Yeah. Some people just won't show up. Yeah. Or some, one person, like, pull a fucking gun on you one time. Several times, actually, yeah. It was more than once. Uh, yeah, I've had, uh, I think, I've definitely had three or four pistols brandished at me. I've had two shotguns pointed in my face with, like when the door opens. And then I've had one gun drawn on me and one gun set on a table pointed in my direction in arm's reach from a person Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. So, yeah, yeah. I've, there's been a lot of firearms brandished in my general area as a result of doing this job. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to continue with real estate photography. I'm just going to do it under my own moniker and with my own... Elmblad Media Group. Yeah, yeah Elmblad Media Group will just handle all of the invoicing and stuff. So I'm just no longer contractually obligated to answer the phone and say yes to absolutely every single person that calls me from a certain company. Oh, uh, okay. Was this also like the same company where uh, you thought you perhaps saw a UFO during the day? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was definitely the, so, during so, the course of doing this job. Yeah. So really, the big question, after everything we reviewed, like you know, your no-shows, getting guns pointed at you, uh-huh. seeing extraterrestrials, why, oh, why would you ever want to quit this job? It sounds like the shit. I, that is a really good question that no one has asked me yet because everybody that I talk to knows exactly why I want to quit this job. GSP exclusive. (laughs) GSP exclusive. I want, I want to prove to myself that I still have the skills to survive beyond what I am now. I want to take another moonshot. So, like, when I, I believe we talked about this on the podcast, my, me and Casey's concept of one one eighteen. like, when I wanted to make it, so January 1st, 2018, I did not have a job that I clocked into, one one eighteen. Yeah, this, like, this was formerly, I believe you were working at the grocery store? I was, yeah, I was previously a, a department manager at a grocery store, and then... From 2016 to 2017, I had this room here that we're in, um, this studio and gallery in downtown Kalamazoo, um, and I ran Elmblad Media Group out of that room and still do. Um, But then I got on board with this company in October of 17, and I quit the grocery store October of 17. So 1118 was like 
the symbolic target point, but I actually ended up doing it in October of 2017. And that's when I quit my day job, so to speak, and like went full time as a creative professional or as a, a, um, a photographer, a technical photographer. Um, and so ever since that point, I've been on my own. And what I am at this place is a 1099 NEC tax designation. So I'm a contractor, but I do not have any rights whatsoever as an employee of this company. So technically, if I called them tomorrow and said, hey, I'm done, I'm out of here, never talk to me again, there is no legal ramification for either one of us. And our our contract would effectively just be neutralized. But I have maintained three to four hundred client relationships as a result of this business agreement and I don't want to ruin my reputation as a business owner um, just because I'm having a fight about my compensation and um, basically just human resources problems. Oh, so there has been problems. It's a them problem, not a you problem. Definitely a them problem. (laughs) So basically what, I mean, I guess here's, here's some business school 101, like here's some capitalism on the GSP if you want. Um, I, I believe that the value I offer is higher than what I'm being compensated for by this company. And I believe that my skills have been demonstrated to enough people in the marketplace that I will be able to stand on my own two feet on my Rolodex alone. Um, And I'm just going to make a lot of fucking phone calls. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start looking for work. I've never done that once. I got to where we are here. All the computers and cameras and guitars and drums and everything you see around here, I got through just answering the phone when it fucking rang and saying yes. So now, starting Monday, I'm going to start looking to see. I'm going to start looking to see what's out there. And um, so I'm going to be making a lot of posts after this comes out, you know, and and I'm going to be making a lot of posts about... um, looking to see, I want to sit on some boards. I want to do some philanthropy work. I want to do some nonprofit stuff. I want to do some travel stuff. Um, I have, uh, plans to do some virtual reality stuff, some 360 stuff, some, um, Oculus stuff. There's some, some NFT stuff. No NFTs for me, my thank, friend. Thank you. Thank fucking no. thank you. No, no, no. My, my crypto days are, are not over because that's definitely part of the future, but no, that's not where I'm trying to put my attention right now. I'm trying to put my attention on streaming, on creating, uh, legacy content with my old, like my back catalog, kind of all the same things that I had been talking about for years and being prevented from doing because of this day-to-day contract. But okay. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm very, I'm very glad you have yeah. not gone down the NFT rabbit hole. No, no, no. It's not my plan. Right. I mean, I, I won't for, forbid myself in the future. We're looking at a meme right now. I'm describing this situation yeah. to audio. Re- so this is like a, a anime an anime girl. She's in a school girl uniform. She says, oh, so it's not NFTs. She's clearly dropped an item. And she says, saying this, she casually threw aside a large rock. Because uh, it implied that she was, uh, if it was indeed going to be an NFT, she was going to throw a rock. I see. I see. Why would she be throwing a rock? 
Is that out of like anger, or disgust, yes, or yeah, frustration? Yes, yes, because to break and, windows. Yes, because NFTs are absolute garbage. It is a product of the devil. You should not be. Involved, <laughs> you should not be involved in it. Well, isn't all fiat currency fucking illusions very, with tokens anyway? Th- very true. But <laughs> NFTs in particular. Also because of everything's being made into an NFT these yeah, days. Yeah, it is a little Very fucking annoying. ridiculous. Yeah. And, and where I got this meme from was uh, from a friend's post because uh, Shonen Jump, a popular uh, manga magazine, both in Japan and the U.S., they made a post recently about saying, like, we have a new exciting way that we're going to bring our characters and stories to life. Stay tuned. Then the next tweet it's not an NFT. <laughs> they had to reassure people that it's not a fucking NFT they're making. Wow. That sucks. I know. <laughs> so, okay, so, so yeah, I'm glad you're not going down the NFT hole. No, I'm not going down I, the NFT hole. I if, like real if I, art. If I, yeah. if I do see that happen, I assure you, I will be there to save To buy me. my NFT? <laughs> no, no, fuck you. <laughs> I, first of all, I give you enough money for services. Right. Second so, of all, no, I will do everything I can to save you. <laughs> save me from the rabbit hole. No, what I am trying to do effectively is leverage my demand curve to my supply curve yeah. so, to find an equilibrium. So as company, one thing you mentioned is that you don't believe you're being compensated enough. True. But to... Have they offered you anything they have else? Like, like no health care, no I have zero benefits. No benefits? No. They no. don't even compensate me for mileage, and I drive over 20,000 miles annually for them alone. Okay, that yeah. Then that definitely makes yeah, yeah. more sense of leaving because yeah. you literally got nothing keeping you there. Dude, so my overhead costs of operating Elmblad Media Group are roughly six. Percent of my income, roughly. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes fifty percent. Sometimes sixty. Sometimes sixty-five. So that's a pretty fucking tight margin. So the thing is, if I cut my income in half and cut my expenses in half, or in a, into two thirds, I'm gonna come out making more. Like right now, after costs to do all of my work. I'm making about as much as a like delivery driver, rough, roughly. Like I've been looking and, at job yeah. ads <laughs> to compare. Uh, to compare. Yeah. Okay. To compare. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, to compare my situation because I'm I'm crunching numbers. I'm you know it, quarter four of 2021 ended recently, and quarterly taxes were due, so my accounting is caught up now. And I just, I don't like what I see and I've been spending a lot of time working and I feel like the amount of time that I've spent working is not reflected in the amount of money that I'm seeing on my tax return. Now, have you uh, ever brought up these concerns to these people? Like, hey, oh, you should pay about me every more. three months. Or about hey, uh, how months. about some health care or some vacation? All of it. Days. Yeah, give me a car, uh, refund my mileage, give me a gas card. I've said all of this stuff, and they just don't do it. They just don't want to do it, man. They're t- what they're trying to do is so I'm I'm currently being paid fifty percent of market rate. Okay, so if they if they go to the national provider of my service and 
they they contract that provider as the third party mm-hmm. contractor. They're going to need to pay that contractor twice what they pay me for the same service. Um, so I'm just going to price match the national competitor and stand on my own. So when people text me or call me and say, hey, I need you to come shoot a real estate property for me. Um, I'm just going to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm no longer contracted with X brokerage, but I'd be more than happy to shoot for you. Uh, you're going to have to provide me access to the property. Give me a few details. Give me the address and we'll, we'll work you into the schedule. You know, just so you know, my billing is this or whatever. Here are my rates. This is what I'll do it for. I'll drive out to this city for this amount of money. I'll shoot this type of house for this amount of money. And when I do that now, I'll just be making a deal with an individual contractor themselves. So the individual agents are not necessarily bound to the rules of using the staff photographer of the brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. So if they go out and hire some shitty kid to replace me, all of the agents are going to be very upset that they don't have high quality photos. Do you think they would do that? They're going to call me. Yeah, all of them will. Inevitably they will. Inevitably they will do that. That is my bet. That is my gamble. That's my wager right. against myself is I, I'm, I'm going to try to do half as much work and get twice as much money for it, effectively making the same amount of money I made last year and working 50% of the hours. That's what I'm okay. trying to do All right. So on Monday. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, like I said. It's a moonshot. Okay. So honestly, you're going out there as your group, Elblad Media Group. Yes. Uh, dude. How do you think they will react to, you know, just basically another competing group? They will It's not a competition. Oh, That's the thing. I'm going to serve the same clients and I'm going to be responsible and respectful and I will offer whatever terms they want for me to uh, continue to be in contact with those people. So I'm going to continue to to answer the phone if they call me or anything that it's just, I'm getting out of my contract with the brokerage. So I'm getting out of my non-compete. I'm getting out of like, I have to bill the brokerage for the shoots that I do that I like, they'll send me an email. I get, I get a request. I, this all happens in an email. That's not my business email, not my private email. It's a completely different email account, right? So I log into that email account, check my inbox. I get requests. I call on the requests. I fulfill the requests. I turn them in. I bill the company. The company sends me a check. So now instead of all of those intermediary steps, it's going to be agent calls me. I say yes or no. We put it on the schedule. They hand me money. I go shoot the photos and then I turn them in. Instead of I go shoot the photos and three to four weeks later I get a check for it. It's going to be I'm going to show up and my camera is not coming out of the bag until I have the amount of money that I'm asking you for. And so it's going to gonna operate like a wedding photographer instead of a, a staff photographer. Or if they put a shotgun in your face. Well, uh, yeah, I, I've, I have become adept at talking myself out of that situation. Good, yeah. good, because... Uh... Really don't want you to get your head blown off. I don't yeah. want my head blown off either, Garrett. 
I mean, I mean, how else am I supposed to put out my next book? If you're <laughs> I know, like it's it's in your best interest to keep me alive. Indeed, it is. <laughs> and you, entertained public, it is also in your best interest to keep me alive. ZachElmblad.com. Buy my goddamn book. <laughs> yep. And hey, man, uh, these are and Garrett's yeah. books. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, being the most consistent guest, you're us. Your episodes also get the most consistent views. Yeah, view me. Yeah, so so <laughs> I feel viewed. And honestly, shit will go downhill with this podcast if you are gone. Yeah, like, I don't like want who, my head blown off. I mean, like, not in who, the cards for me. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, is there all all there is to say on that topic? There? Basically, I mean, unless you have any other questions about the guts and my business, no, like, I'd be happy to offer. Like, I, I'm really interested in all this stuff right now, man. It's all I've been able to think about because I'm living through it. So, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations with people that I trust about, um, like the a lot of the business concepts that you and I have been talking about for years, man. Like, is this a Am I motivated by greed? Am I motivated by the desire to do better for myself? Or am I motivated to uplift the other people in my community? Because the more work I get and the better wages I get paid, the more work I can give my editor and the more, the more money I can give him or her or whoever it is. Right now it's him, <laughs> but whoever, whoever my staff is, my CPA that I'm eventually going to get, you know, when I file for different letters of incorporation, like all of, all of these decisions that I'm making, I want to make them with like the right mindset. And to me, the right mindset is not, I need to make as much money as humanly possible, my mindset is I need to make enough money so that I can keep going and scale up to the point where not only is my work so important that it keeps me fed, but my work is so important that it keeps a, a community of people fed. I want to build this whole new scum community that we've been talking about for years and I talked about forever before I met you. I want to try to actualize all those plans. So... Um, you know, I, I'm I'm in a in a restructuring stage. I have been in innumerable Zoom conferences and board meetings and production meetings and um, discords and Stack messengers, WhatsApp groups, all of this shit. Dark web. All not so much dark web. I'm, I'm no, plugged out of no, those. No, don't these days. no, don't get on the dark web. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm branching out. I'm looking out. I want to use my business skills for more than just taking pictures of houses. And I think if I'm going to do that, I have to make a clean break with my day-to-day operations. And I've got enough money to float myself for a couple of months. Uh, I've intentionally saved enough to make this move um, a, a, a reality. And so I've got roughly three months of expenses paid and as long as I can make enough money to keep going at the end of those three months, then Elmblad Media Group will survive. But nice. if I lose my wager and people don't call me and my work isn't good enough to stand for itself, then I will likely fail by the end of this year. Optimistic. Yeah. Well, well, boy, let's see how the year goes. We are going to see how the year goes. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Talk so, to me in June. 
Oh, <laughs> that's that's when we'll know <laughs> if I'm like packing up all of this shit and we're just sitting in here on cardboard boxes and yeah. the, the drum set's mysteriously yeah. gone. Yeah, the, the last, <laughs> all uh, the guitars are sold. Yeah, the, this is the last uh, episode here at the Elmgrad Media Group Studios. We'll be moving to a. Uh, Zach's parents' basement. Right. Yeah, the local coffee shop. <laughs> We're going to park the car outside the Costco. <laughs> yeah, outside of the fourth coast. Outside of the fourth coast, yeah. Oh, man, no. I Actually, didn't you talk about how, like, at your place right now, you have, like, a media room there or something? Yeah, I I could definitely work out of the place I'm living right now if I wanted to. Oh, okay, I'd good. Be totally fine. Yeah, I okay. mean, I I might it might come to that, man. I'm I'm entering intentionally into a sink or swim moment right now. So if it has to come to that, it'll hey, come man. to that. Hey, man. Yeah. Joe Rogan podcast out of his house. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm out not trying to emulate Joe Rogan anymore, man. That's not my style. Good. So. You know, I'm I'm trying to stand on my own two feet, man. I'm trying to fill. I'm trying to figure out what what the what Zach Elmblad and his business does now. Now yeah. in 2022, after everything that I've learned and everything that that I've done, um, I think it's it's time to do not necessarily something new, but to double down on what was important to me. Cause I don't give a fuck about taking pictures of houses. How could I give a fuck about taking pictures of houses? You know where I came from, dude. I'm a world traveler. I'm a a fucking, you say that while you have a literal house on your desktop right there. That is an amazing stone church taken on my last, that photograph was taken on my last trip before COVID when I went out into the mountains when I was in Colorado. Big fat phony. Big fat phony. Pre-COVID. You're, you're a big fat phony. I'm a big fat phony. Um, no, man. New right. shit. New horizons. Very nice. Publish books. Publish fucking blogs. Publish videos. Streaming. VR. I'm doing all sorts of fucking shit. As long as it's not NFTs, we're good. NFTs coming soon. He just gave me an idea. Garrett's my idea, man. I'm going to make an NFT of an NFT. Yeah, as long as you're stealing (laughs) NFTs, that's cool. Recursive NFTing. God, there's a NFT bag. There's a meme where it shows like a guy talking to uh, who who steals NFTs, who's talking to the guy who stole the Mona Lisa like back in the 1910s or whatever. And he said like, you know, you and I have a lot more in common than we realize. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, okay, we talk about your job. Let's talk about my job. Let's. Because guess what? This month on the 23rd, nine years. Nine years since I bet, sorry, at the fucking warehouse, longest job I've ever had. Yeah, I was a... Nine years, man. Nearly a decade in this shithole. Nearly a decade. Yeah, and uh, I talked to you a little bit about it before, on, before we started this. Yeah. About how it's the slowdown time. And uh, due, due, to, due, to, due to distribution issues and people taking absences, which is their nice way of saying, hey, nobody wants to work here due to COVID, and due to, like, our low pay and lack of protection and all that great shit. So they're currently begging us to go work in other warehouses on our days off. <laughs> so go to Lansing, which 
for people not familiar, Lansing is the state capital of Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's also a shithole. And it's kind <laughs> of like a... God, is Lansing a dump. And it's also... Holy kind, fuck. And sad to say, Kalamazoo and Lansing are like a neck-to-neck race this past decade to see who can hit bottom first. You know, man, I am reluctant. I'm reluctantly admitting that you're right. Kalamazoo is a fucking shithole. It's, it's gone pretty bad. I have... I keep driving into town when I leave town and I'm like, dude, this place sucks. fucking sucks. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here, dude. Oh my God, this place blows. It is so sad here, dude. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, Lansing sucks, but you're right. Kalamazoo is a, a suck of hope right now. <laughs> Just so you can Kill, feel your hope Cal- abandoning Alabama, Kalamazoo. <laughs> like, has something recently happened that I'm not aware of? Like, what do you mean? Like, something really bad. I mean, like, the last bad thing I heard about here was uh, that guy who shot up the bus. Right. I like, believe did, that's the last I recall of anything major happening, like, but it's just fucking miserable here, man. You can feel it in your bones when you drive up, didn't you? Don't you? Somewhat. Like, you drive uh, down down the main drag here downtown, uh, dude, and it's like, oh, construction. Yeah, that's happy. I will, I will say this, too. Uh, See, I, originally we were going to meet tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided at first that I was like, you know what? I haven't been out on town in Kalamazoo in a while. Maybe mm-hmm. I should stay in night, go out. Right. And I was going to do that, but then you texted me, asked me if we could meet today. Mm-hmm. So you derailed my fucking plans again, Zach. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a plan. No. I'm a plan derailer. It's no, okay. it's Mine fine. got derailed as well. It's, it's, it's okay. fine. It's it, the it's, process of scheduling. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going up to Traverse City next weekend, so I'll just do a t- night on town here in our time. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did notice when I was like just looking up places to stay for tonight, I was going to stay at that uh, long, t- long extended stay hotel that I like to stay at, mm-hmm. you know, the chain. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up. Full. Wow. Completely filled up right now to stay there. I was like... I've been staying at this place on and off for like a decade now whenever I visited. And I even mm-hmm. stayed there for like nearly a month before I, uh, when I was between houses when I lived here in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. First time I have ever seen it just straight up say filled up. Yeah. And there's another extended stay hotel around here in Portage, slightly nicer. It's owned by the same people, ICH or whatever, mm-hmm. own Holiday Inn and all that. IHG. IHG, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's completely filled up too. So I'm like, God damn, things must be really bad right now if those places are just filled up right now. I don't know. There's a lot. I, I, I guess I'm I'm coloring my interpretation of the situation based on my own fucking hopelessness right now. But that being said, there's a lot of ongoing construction projects. There's a lot of an influx of cash because of... Um, Uh, Pfizer um, and the development of the vaccine and so you know like there's probably there's a bunch of fucking money coming here but there's a lot of fucking sadness too that comes along with it because like for years we were like the lowest cost of living city and like relatively high in median income so like you could get by pretty good in, in the zoo like but everything is just inflating so fucking fast that like any anybody here who grew up here and like 
made their life here in Kalamazoo is completely fucked right now because all this out-of-state money is coming in. All of these big giant companies are, are coming in to just eat up the fucking real estate alive. All the marijuana money <coughs> is giving a, a hot beef cash injection into the local economy, and it's not going to the fucking people that live here. <laughs> I didn't consider that. I was thinking yeah. more about you know, the COVID crisis, especially yeah. when it comes to like evictions and any kind of I don't of think aid. that hit us that bad. Like... In, in the entire duration of COVID, there has been like 500 deaths of COVID in Kalamazoo County on 75,000 people uh, population. Uh, well, I wasn't so. thinking even deaths. I was thinking about like yeah. people losing their jobs or losing their homes. That's fair. That's, that's fair. probably why those two extended stay hotels are built the fuck up right now. That specific reason, I think you're probably right. But also a lot of construction workers are coming in from out of state as scabs to work on these fucking construction sites. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. And that's who's also staying at these extended hotels. Michigan loves scabs. Indiana workers, West Virginia workers, Ohio workers, North Carolina workers, all coming up here. The best best scabs Kentucky can offer. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the rest of the Rust Belt. It's all leaking up here, man. And, I mean, if the the economic opportunity is just going to continue going north, you're fucking next. All those those furniture factories are going to be really overrun with scabs. Oh, yeah, there's scabs at my job all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All of the, um, what is it, the not recruiters, the temporary... Season, Third party, yeah, temp- seasonal hiring things. God, yeah. Bane yeah. of our fucking existence. Sure, I'm sure it is, dude. Especially sure around the holidays. Like, right now, it's the slowdown time, so don't have to worry as much. But mm-hmm. I assure you, once March hits, you know, spring hits, then, you know, Easter and Pat- St. Patty's Day, spring, all that great shit. Mm-hmm. Boom, we're going to get hit with more flow of stuff. And then yeah. That means more scabs. Yep. And or temps, as they're called. Sure, temps. temps. Yeah. Non, non-full-times, NECs, non-employed contractors. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, that's the way it is. That's the gig economy, you know, yeah. is they're not, they're not coming up here to make careers and settle into Michigan as, like, as residents. They're trying to plunder a, a gig and split the fuck out back to their family. Like... So that money is not like if if a construction firm in Michigan gets a contract from a Michigan business to build a building in Michigan and then takes all of that money and spends it on workers from outside of Michigan and they take it home and that economic velocity happens in their local communities where like they give this guy 28 grand to work to lay pipe in this fucking place for six months and then he takes all that money pays his mortgage in Louisville, Kentucky, like drives home using a, a gas card from a credit card company based in Texas. Like none of that money is going back to Michigan. So even though like the state of Michigan can, can say, Hey, we got all these jobs that we, we started here uh, with the construction that's happening. Like it's actually not like that money's not going to the state of yeah. Michigan. So even the weed money that we have, all of this 
cash influx from out of from other states that are coming here to buy yeah. it, like fireworks, you know. Wait, so so you're telling me this weed money is not going to fix our roads? I don't think it's going to fix our roads. But I was assured that would happen. <laughs> oh well. Better make it illegal again. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. And also, I do acknowledge that I only know so much, and I'm not an economist, and I I only know what I hear and what I see. Dude, we're guys on a podcast. Who the the fuck is going to take this seriously? No one. But even still, I don't want to. I don't want to drag my town through the mud. It just there's not a lot of reasons to fucking stay here right now, and there always have been. I've always talked up Kalamazoo a lot. I've always been like, man, this is great. There's no, you know, no fuckery from the weather, and like it's between <laughs> Detroit and Chicago, and like you got good interstate access. And like people aren't people here aren't too fucked up. Like they say hello uh, to each uh, other. Okay, I would disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, part. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's our. It's I, all I, falling I, away now. I, <laughs> no, even even in the early 2010s when I lived here, even I knew that part. A lot of fucked up people. Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up people here. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, actually, okay, we're kind of getting off on my story about my job. We you're gonna, you're gonna love it. So, uh, uh, okay, so um, oh, by the way, uh, I keep looking back and forth because uh, not only are we using our original mics. For this podcast, mm-hmm. also these five dollar mics I got from Five and Below, and if the bars are any indication, these seems to be working just as well as the I don't know what thirty forty dollar mics I got from Amazon. Hell yeah, man! Great, love capitalism. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so right now uh, they're begging us to like go work in Lansing because you no know, issues there. They also want us to go work down in Indiana, which, you know, great, because the warehouse, the warehouse, you know, the, basically it's, um, you'll get paid the same amount that you would at where we're at right now, plus travel expenses, and they'll put you up in a motel, not hotel, motel. The consonant at the beginning of that word is very important. So it's like, so yeah, I don't have to do it, thank God. I'm not that hard up for money. I don't have a family or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are going to be some people that are doing it. And all I can think is like, wow, imagine you get in trouble for not making rate down there. Because I'm sure it will happen too. Because that's how you get in trouble at my job. The main way is that you don't make rate. You don't maintain a 95% or higher for the week. Mm-hmm. And I, that's 95% of the goals that they give you? Uh, no, just that you make 95% because uh, you have to select stuff in a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. And, that, and then you make a certain percentage. Like, you made 100% on this pick. Got it. And if you make lower, it goes down. So you made 70% on this pick. But yeah, can you imagine? And there, there's lots of problems with it. You know, you file grievances. God knows I've done it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine like it already sucks enough that you get written up if you have to work on your days off on overtime. But God, it must suck worse. Like get written up for not making rate at a warehouse you don't really normally work at. Right, because you don't know where anything is. It's like. Oh, 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 Mr. Shelke, you were doing really good the rest of the week, but then you went and worked down in Indiana. Now, what happened down there? You know, why did you only make 50% for today? That brought you down to like an 80% or some shit. 
I worked there for like nearly 10 years. I still haven't fully figured out the system. Mm-hmm. No, that says something. It's likely not designed for you to be able to figure out. Oh, no, out. It's, oh, no it's not. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, some other drama, you are going to love this, the big one. You see, uh, there's a guy that came back that, unfortunately, me and many others don't like. We'll call him Dave. Dave is a white trash, shit-talking piece of human garbage. Is Dave a chud? Yeah, he actually is. Dave's a chud. Yeah, and uh, so he came back, and we were all, and I was aghast, because, like, this guy's been gone for years. He transferred to Lansing. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, great. I never have to see him again. Then one day last year, he just shows up, just casually using the bathroom, and, you know, I'm pissing, and I do a double take i'm like what the fuck was he doing here and the best thing is that we all have to wear safety vests he has a safety vest but he has his name embroidered in his ah i'm like god damn it are you fucking kidding well, this me? is dave it's fucking it's dave's vest actually it's his last name but i won't reveal oh. that on here actually i probably should for but i won't smith Dave Smith. <laughs> Tensel. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Dave, So this week, as we learned, uh, I'll just come out and say it. Dave is a sex offender. Oh, no. Yeah. I learned this because uh, I, I got sent a text from my friend. Called him Chad. He's basically my best friend for all the years I've been there. Mm-hmm. He just sends me a text. First two messages. First one. Gary. Just Gary. Next one, I'm going to make your week. <laughs> then the third one, he sends me a link. And lo and behold, it's to the sex offender registry. There's fucking Dave with his smiling face. Oh, no. And uh, I guess I guess it's been rumored for years, but yeah, he's, he is a sex offender. Yeah. And they found this out because uh, this past week... See, we got two shifts at my job. I'm on first shift, mm. and there's second shift. He's on second shift, and he's a shift leader. He, like, he got brought back so he could be a leader on this shift. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, he is working there. And one of the other workers who selects came up to get a pick. She scanned it. And apparently, he looked at her and says, Every time I see you in those pants, I just want to rip them off. Oh, no. You're not supposed to say that to your coworkers. I know. It's not what you're supposed to do. Really? You're not supposed to? No. You're not supposed to say that to people, actually. Just like a general. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, he then realized what he said and had like an oh shit moment. Then he said, uh, because they look like stickers. You know, your pants look like stickers. I want to rip those stickers off. No, you didn't save yourself, bud. So she went up and reported him, and he apparently left, had to leave early. Yeah. Can't imagine why. Ah, uh, who knows? He did nothing wrong. Mm. So anyway, uh, my friend Chad got this text from another friend who works at Shift, who then, I guess, looked him up on the sex offender registry and, like, Dude, this guy's a fucking chomo. No. Because we did look at his uh, his uh, his charges. Uh-huh. And yeah, um, it's victims 13 and under. Oh, no. Two of them. And he's been on this since 2004. So uh, 
The company I work for knows that he's a chomo, and they still hired the motherfucker and made him a shift leader. We're all very angry after learning this, as you can. Yeah, naturally. Like, I'm doing this in a joking tone, but it's actually very infuriating. Yeah, dude, yes. I mean, uh, the progressive-minded folks among us would be reminded to add and be remiss not to include that pathways for felons to maintain employment are necessary and vital parts of the reformation of prisoners. That being said, um, bringing them in and promoting them when you have lots of good candidates for promotion, uh, not a good plan. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And uh, I actually have a lot to say when it comes to like felons, you know, their rights after they get out, Mm -hmm. even how we, how we, do the sex offender system. Sure. Who we deem sex offenders. Yep. Hell, I would say a lot of it is set up so that they can reoffend and then get put back into prison. Mm-hmm. No, it seems like it's it might be what you would call a uh, pipeline of sorts. Seems uh, that way. Some kind sometimes. of prison complex. That would be a way. I to think we're on to something here. Yeah. But anyway, the thing is with this guy is that one, we hate him. For that, mm-hmm. even before we knew this, we hated him. Two, he's a shit talker. Wonderful. I mean, whenever I watch something like, let's say, prisoners, they always talk about how like the real smart sex offenders keep a low profile because they know that they're gonna get their shit rocked. Yes. Sometimes that doesn't even help. But when you're like really out in the open about it, or even. Not even open about it. You're just open in general. You're setting yourself up there. Yeah. This guy does not seem to have realized that. It's like, if you are if you got charges from, like, 2004 of you sexually assaulting someone under 13, I don't think I would bring a lot of attention to myself. Probably and that, not. And that involves having confrontations and talking shit to people. Like, my big thing with this guy back in the day was that... uh See, I used to do sanitation, and since it's a warehouse, we got uh, cardboard boxes, and we have, you know, a compactor to compact them up and everything. We had to go out in the middle of the warehouse where he worked, and where he basically, like, had to do boxes. Even then, this fucking chomo had a cozy job compared to the rest of us. And since none of us, like, really knew how to run the compactor or anything, it's like, hey, can you help us run this? Wouldn't do it. He would just sit there and talk shit to you about how dumb you are for not knowing how to do it. And then when you would fuck up or something, he would make fun of you. So imagine that. You're trying to fix something or, like, put something back together. Here's this guy. Uh, man, you guys fucking retarded. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him actually had a little confrontation over that. And one day I just said, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to leave, go back. And then he reported me for for not taking care of the bail. <laughs> so they forced me back into doing that. Me and him got into an argument, and I called him white trash. It's the first and only time that I've straight up called someone white trash to their face. I've talked shit about people behind their back, but never said to their face. Mm-hmm. He then promptly reported me for racism. 
no. And if anyone's not aware, I, Gareth Schalke, am a Caucasian man. Yeah. So I have a little little thing there. I'm like, dude, he's fucking white too. I can't be racist against fellow white people. I actually used SJW logic to get myself out of a possible <laughs> punishment for being using a racist term. At yeah, work. dude, what a what a tangled web there. Yeah, so basically I used that and I explained like, hey, this guy's an asshole. He's been harassing me. He's been provoking me. Blah blah. And they're like, okay, we understand. Just don't use that language again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um. So back to the current story. Uh, yeah, he's still, despite the status being known at spreading around the warehouse right now. Not in any, not in any part due to me, by the way. And no, I'm not kidding anyone. I haven't told anyone outside of it. I'm very tempted to just like show around, like, hey, uh, you know this Dave guy? Yeah, check this out. I'm very tempted to do that, but I'm afraid of getting into trouble. As someone who has done exactly what you just said. You um, have. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, well, let me finish my story first. So anyway, uh, despite him harassing this person, he's back working. I can't believe he hasn't gotten fired. And uh, me and the boys who are involved in this chat are very pissed. We will never talk to him again or respect him. Probably death glare him. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't talked to me since he's come back. I don't even know if he remembers me or not. Plus, I wear a mask at work. I'm one of the few people who still do it despite being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't even recognize me because of that. But I've already sworn that if he talks shit to me or yells, I am just going to say something like, Oh, fuck you, you fucking chomo. Yeah. Because there's nothing else I need to say. <laughs> he's a, he's a chomo molester. Like, what is yeah. the, what's the bigger insult I could throw at him? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. That, by the way, uh, this is actually the second time in my life that I've worked a job where I unknowingly had to work with a sex offender. It happens more often than you'd think. Oh, I believe that. The yeah. first time that I fully remember was uh, when I worked at the cement plant in my hometown. And kind of like with Dave, I've had problems with this guy, too. Hell, we, him and I almost came to blows one time. Because mm-hmm. at the cement plant, you can do shit like that. You can get in the fights with each other. Hell yeah. Because there's not as much security. Bro. Yeah, he got fired because uh, he refused to work unsafely. Which I have to say, he was actually in the right in. They wanted us to do some unsafe shit, and we didn't do it, and he straight up refused. And they fired him for it. By the way, this was also... Uh, at the cement plant, we were contractors. Mm-hmm. So we had a union, whereas the cement plant doesn't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I found he was a sex offender. Same thing as Dave. Tier 3, I believe it is, when your victim is someone 13 and under. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the tiers in the state of I Michigan. Think, I think that's the worst one. It's like a Tier 3. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and because I only found out because... My mom and I were browsing the sex offender registry one night. You know, some mother-son bonding on Right, Saturday is this night. what you do in Alpinas? Yep, indeed it is. <laughs> you browse the sex offender registry on a weekend. Then we're browsing, we're looking at all these fucking freaks. And they are freaks. A lot of sex offenders are ugly as shit. Mm-hmm. It suits their soul. So we look at it, I'm like, hey, hey, wait a sec. Go back up. 
Wait a minute, I work with that motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah. I've done that. So, I yeah. know exactly how that feels so, to find your coworker that's the shift leader on your shift so, <laughs> as yeah. a chomo. So yeah, I we got a little bit more time. All right. Okay, I want to hear the story quickly. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, basically, it's the exact same story as yours. I'm like, I fucking don't like this guy. And one day, I was just like, I'm going to look up all my fucking coworkers on the uh, sex offender list. Uh, what, what job was this? I was working at a coffee shop in Kalamazoo. Wait, I won't say the name, but is it the local one that I'm thinking of? Yeah. The uh, one that's across the street from a school? Oh, yeah, that one. Great location. Yeah, yeah. So he was a shift leader, and he got hired in from another place. What is with these channels becoming shift leaders? Who the fuck is this guy? I was lined up for this job. Like he basically got my job that I was supposed to get, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then I, you know, a couple weeks go by, and I'm like, "Something is just not right about this fucking guy." Like, what? How was he acting? Well, you know, he's very flirty with the female staff. The younger, the better. And then all the little kids that used to come in, because there was like a symphony orchestra, like, it'd be like 3 o'clock, there'd be a fucking busload of like 13, 12-year-old kids that would come in and get coffee drinks and little snacks and stuff. And, um... <laughs> he would always make sure that he was out in the dining room do what, doing what we called table touching, uh, which is where you have to like go to each table and like talk to everybody at the table and that, like make sure they're having a good stay. That, that's her, that's term in this context. I know, dude. So this guy, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just like something about this fucking smile when he's talking to these 13 year old chicks, uh, th- dude. <laughs> th- this guy, uh, see, Dave is. Middle-aged. How right. about this guy? Was he middle-aged? I believe, like, at the time I was in my mid-20s, he was probably four or five years older than me. Oh, uh, okay. Got about was, like, say, 32, 33. For some reason, I was thinking, I was remembering the character Herbert from Family Guy. Sure. No, not like that. Hey, no. boy, bring me some good news. No, 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 man. <laughs> for no, people who don't know, Herbert is this fucking elderly pedophile who's always hitting on Chris Griffin. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was very, very unnerving. Some of the things that you would hear come out of that guy's mouth. And, and the thing, it, he'd always be offering to give the chicks rides home from work and like, oh, are you sure you want to walk? It's dangerous. It's like everybody that fucking Jesus works Christ. here walks to work, dude. We all live two, you know, two blocks away from here. No one needs a fucking Wait, ride. So he's doing, it, he's doing this both to employees and customers? Everyone. Everyone he could fucking talk to. And I'm just like, what is this? Finally, I found it. So I, I sent the link to my district manager, and I was like, you fucking hire this guy and make him my boss? Look at this. There's a school across the street. And yeah, he was a fucking chomo. And uh, what he, happened? Well, he got fired the next day because he's not allowed to fucking work there. Well, yeah. well that's why I don't. Okay, and I got his war, job. A war, okay. No, no, no. Hey, delete that later. <laughs> no, a coffee shop. Okay, I got. This is this like a local coffee shop or a chain? A local coffee shop that okay. is a chain, but a local chain. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can understand like not having the technology or the money to like do a. Deep background check, I guess. That's not deep. <laughs> oh, 
That's a Google search. I, Even in well, 2010, uh, okay, wrong, it wrong. was a Google search. You're right. Yeah. I guess I can see how they would skimp it. I work for a big corporation, so mm-hmm. I don't know how Dave got past it. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's a good the only point. thing I could think of is that they're cool with it. And God, just, just like your example and Dave, these fucking creeps, they can't help themselves. No, dude, like, they seriously. really can't. No, I mean, I and you can watch it in action, especially once you know. Like, you just, you're like, every fucking thing this guy says is some type of postulate or some type of suggestive comment to try to get one of these women to come home with him. Everything that comes out of his mouth, everything he does, says, thinks, is all about that. And this ain't aimed at people his age. There was plenty of fucking beautiful women that we worked with. I dated some of them. Like... Oh. They, they were look, wonderful look your, women. Look, look at your humble brag. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, this guy's behavior was out of this fucking world. You just don't, like, even, even, even like, on a construction site, cat-calling chicks as they walk by, that is tame compared to what this guy was doing. Like, they're, like every day was a fucking assault with this Fuck. guy. Like, it's, it, the things that happened in that fucking building would not happen now like dude he would there was this one chick that worked there and he would like have her come and sit on his lap while he was like counting money and stuff dude there was some raunchy shit going on in that place but like she was addicted to pills and i got a feeling he was selling them to her like there's just all sorts of madness going on in that place dude that's what happens when you work at a coffee shop so since then have you heard anything about this guy or seen him as a matter of fact yeah he was in a popular band for many years (laughs) a country country music band oh okay it's it's no one that i would know through like the no sir music scene no sir (laughs) jeez no sir you wouldn't know who he is and and we're gonna we're gonna end at the hints there spoiler No, spoiler. He, uh, he played at Millhouse. Never mind. Oh no way! I, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck Millhouse. Anyway, uh, Kalamazoo. So yeah, um, consider this uh, ongoing series because next time we come on, I don't know. Maybe we'll have something new with Dave. <laughs> Dave. See what happens, I yeah, guess. We definitely won't have any new stuff with my guy because he's not my guy and I <laughs> haven't fucking seen or heard from him in like 10 years. Thankfully. Hey, uh, there's a knock on the door. <laughs> let, let me go get it. Oh, hi. Oh, what's that? You got a country CD that you want me to drop off for Zach to edit? <laughs> and what's your name? Mm, Shomo McPedophile. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mr. Pedophile. Uh, Zach, you got some here for you. No, no music <laughs> production for pedophiles. I'm going to make that hard line right now. You know what? I just unintentionally did a great segue. Because let's talk about music that's not related to a pedophile. That is a perfect segue. Let's talk. Let's. God. You know what? This is a free podcast, folks. You get what you fucking pay for. <laughs> you sure do. But and your uh, segues. But yeah, uh, okay, it's 426. You uh, got leave at 5. 420. That was 426. It's very close. I'm living in the past. Yeah, also in the future. It's kind of weird how that works. It is. 
you know, Carl Sagan would have something to say about it's recursive. That. It's a loop in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You see Matrix Resurrections? I have I thought it sucked. I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I thought we were going to talk about music. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We'll talk about it in our time, but uh, yeah, uh, folks, uh, we got something about music, and we've hinted about it last episode. Mm-hmm. The great, the return of the Christmas episode with uh, Tom Lammer. Check that out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, Garrett Schalke, would like to make an announcement. Let me uh, hit the smart water. As always, this, this ep- <clears throat> these episodes are brought to you by Smart Water and also by uh, Drake, Drake's Party, Party Store. Center or Drake's Party Center. Store, which I can't believe I did a brain fart on. <laughs> Drake's Party Store, where. Uh, where I did see when I went in there today that you could buy a beanie that says Kalamazoo on it. I almost nice. bought it. Nice. But, alas, I have my beanies with Chicago on them, so I got to represent it. Right. Even though I'm not from there, but I visit there so much that I want to move there someday. Let me hit this. Hell yeah, hit it, brah. Fine purveyors of Ugh. electrolyte water. Mineralized Walter. That's the sound of Garrett gargling. God. That's alliteration. Gargle, God. Garrett. Gargle. Gargle. <laughs> no, that's for later on with the... Gargle, <clears throat> Garrett, gargoyle. Well, uh, no, I don't... You know, I usually don't gargle water. I gargle... <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Taking a turn here. That's the sound that you're going to hear in, in the music that Garrett's going to talk about. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Sue's the throat. Okay. S- secret Mongolian uh, technique. Mongolian <laughs> throat singing. <laughs> uh, God, that was a thing in the early 90s, I heard. Yeah. I've seen so many memes about it. Tell us about your music project. Yes, everyone. Uh, you heard from Zach first. I, Garrett Schalke, have a music project, and it's called Neo Beat Glory. All one word. Now, I am going to do like what you've heard a lot of hacks say before, but I've always wanted to do music. I always have. Uh, music has been a huge part of my life, and uh, like a lot of people. You know, just like you and me and everyone else. But I've always wanted to do it. And uh, the main problem is that I have no talent when it comes to instruments, especially the guitar. Like, I try to learn it through various ways, except for hiring someone to teach me because I don't have the time or money to afford it. So I went many years, uh, like I would write lyrics, but uh, I could never do anything because uh, I don't know how to play an instrument. Can't mm-hmm. do a solo, can't join a band. But then this past summer, I got inspired. Because, uh, take a little detour here. There's, you've never heard of this band, Zach. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact you never have. Okay. If you want to surprise me, you can. <laughs> have you ever heard of a band from the 1970s LA punk scene called Black Randy and the Metro Squad? No. 
All right, let me allow me to introduce you to this guy, Black <laughs> Randy. He's long dead. He sadly passed away during the AIDS crisis from AIDS. And uh, Black Randy was basically this dude who uh, who uh, was active during the punk scene there. And his Metro Squad was, uh, despite being a punk band, he was more fit into like Willa Funk and Proto Punk. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was, and the Metro Squad is more like a super group. Okay. Like the bands of the day would like have their bands. Then they would go and join together as the Metro Squad as like a pseudo super group for Black Randy, who was this fat squat. Uh, curly-haired, sad to say, ugly guy mm-hmm. who wore, like, hippie clothing and pork pie hats and the shikis. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, the punk scene, you know, like, with your leather jackets and your spikes. Mm-hmm. Here's this fat dude wearing a dashiki. He's backed up by all these other punkers who are doing funk, funk punk kind of stuff. Hmm. And he would, and he has many songs, like, his most famous one being I slept in an arcade where he detailed about sleeping in a, in a booth in an adult arcade. Hmm. And he also has other stuff. And he has so many references in his songs about like doing drugs, uh, having sex, you know, it's all very clever, <laughs> very clever. And I've listened to it the very first time I became instantly hooked. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I, I have other bands that I like, like Bob Dylan's my all-time favorite musician, Woody Guthrie afterwards, actually my top five, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, Kanye West, Wilco, Matthew Good, all professional musicians. Okay, Woody's dead, but they're all legendary. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, listening to Black Randy, which by the way, Black Randy, a white guy, he's not black. All right. But he was obsessed with black culture. Hence the dashiki. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, God, I'll just show you some pictures later. All right. But uh, something about listening to this guy, this really trashy, lo-fi punk, like, and a lot of it is really lo-fi recordings. Like, when I was reading up on, uh, I believe the book's called We Got the Neutron Bomb. That's mm-hmm. an oral biography about, you know, the 70s punk scene there. Mm-hmm. By the way, this was all, like, stuff, like, before Black Flag and the Dead Candies came about. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of see the progression here. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, one section devoted explicitly about Black Randy because he was that big of a character at the time. And just something about reading about him and his life and the way he went about recording. And just listening to his music, it just inspired me. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite author, Haruki Murakami, mm-hmm. my favorite living author, he once said that he's a baseball fan. He was at a baseball game. And he saw one of his favorite players, like, hit a home run. And in that moment, he said, seeing that guy hit a home run, he knew he could write a novel. Hmm. That was, like, his big inspiration point. Hmm. For me, musically, this was my big inspiration point. I... Sat there, I listened to his song, I Slept in an Arcade, and his other one called Trouble at, Trouble at the Cup, where he details cops busting up a show, and that's pissing him off, so he wants to shoot a cop. Okay. So, s- listening to this shit, I, I just had a thought, like, 
I can do this. I want to make music. Hell yeah. So did you? Indeed I have. All right. And since then, I've been making my own music. You may ask, dear listener, how is Gareth Schalke doing this? He doesn't know how to play instruments. He does not have a band. What is he doing? Allow me to tell you. I have discovered, ending that time after the inspiration, I thought about how to do it. And I reflected on some of my other favorite musicians, like Frank Sinatra, who, and some others who, uh, they didn't play instruments, but they just sang. Like, mm-hmm. they got, even like other country musicians, even if they could, they would like get their uh, melodies or songs, their beats, you could say from other people and they would sing over them. So I thought, why don't I do that? Why don't I find music samples and beats and sing over them? Indeed, I have, because I found a great site called freesound.org, which, as it says, as the name says, it's all about free sounds. But they also have, like, different tiers. Like, some of them you have to ask permission. Mm -hmm. Some of them you have to claim you know, like you have to distinctly tell who made them. Mm-hmm. Or as I go about it, I choose the public domain samples. Mm-hmm. Not because I have nothing against like attributing it to, to someone or even paying them. Sure. Something I might do in the future. Mm-hmm. But I want public domain because I just don't want to deal with copyright issues. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before with some of our other stuff. Like. Sure. So yeah, and i just been experimenting with it, like, and uh, I've been experimenting with it, and uh, I've been basically, basically my pro, God, see how nervous, it's almost refreshing how nervous I am, because <laughs> I am so used to writing to this point that nothing really surprises me. Mm-hmm. This is why I've been liking about making music, that it's so new that I'm still kind of nervous in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing because, like, I haven't felt this feeling in years. This is great. Sure. So basically my uh, technique is that I write a song, you know, lyrics. Mm -hmm. You know, I write the lyrics first. I know there's some musicians like Kurt Cobain, for example. They will, like, write to, to, like, wear a melody. Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of guy. I write the song and then I pick the sounds that I think best fit with it. And I find the sounds on free sound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I search it in various ways, like search acoustic. Or if I have a feeling, like upbeat, search upbeat. Or a genre, like punk, search punk. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sometimes I'll find, like, one sample that fits it perfectly. Other times I'll find other samples, like drums here, guitar here. Or even, like, a found sound, like waves. Like, combine those all together, and then I hope for the best, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then, the final part of the process, like, I put this all together through Audacity. Because that's the one that I'm most used to. I put together the podcast and everything. And there are other things, like Garage Band or, mm-hmm. uh, what's the one you use? Uh, Reaper. Reaper or Ableton. Yeah. Yeah. There's Apple Logic. There's a bunch. Yeah. But I don't have to worry. But I don't have to worry about that. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, keep going. Well, what else is there? I Uh, named pretty odd. Like there's 
There's one that Presonus makes. <laughs> okay, so let's get ahead. I make the song. I do the very best that I can. You know, I do multiple takes with the singing. I, you know, adjust it the best I can. And then finally, I bring it to you, Zachary Elmblad, for, as I call it, additional mixing. Mm-hmm. And you... Basically, I just let you do whatever you feel needs to be done. Like, mm-hmm. does this need to be lowered? Does this need to be cleared up? Yeah. And you do it. You and I have this arrangement where mm-hmm. I pay you $10 per song. Mm-hmm. I have to say, too, uh, folks, Zach's been very encouraging to me. Because yeah. when I first told him about this, I'm like, okay, dude, we're, don't laugh, okay? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm like, I want to make music. And you just kind of looked at me, and you're like, Okay. <laughs> All right. Very encouraging. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been doing, folks. I've been bringing in mostly like one song a month. Or like this month, I got bug up my ass and did like four. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, then I've been posting it to my SoundCloud. And, uh, yeah, so far, Exception has been uh, pretty all right. A fucking computer start. <laughs> uh, and we got 20 minutes, so I'll just show you it quickly. Totally. Typing sounds. Password is incorrect. Try again. Typing sounds. Give us the com 69. <laughs> Success. Yeah, and uh. Mozilla. God, I hate everything. Why is Firefox. this? Firefox. Wait, do I have internet? Yeah, I do. Anyway, uh, let me allow me to show you my SoundCloud so far, Zach. All right. SoundCloud. Man, I haven't logged into my SoundCloud in so long. I should do that. Like solo or Conrad Twitty band. Uh, I think I have a couple solo ones and presumably a new scum one. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, as I said, my name on there is Neil B. Glory. The Neil N- B. Glory. The name. Uh, le- let me explain. I am a fan of the B generation, as is Zach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much so that I thought of myself as like a beat, a beat, like when I was younger. Like I was really obsessed with it. And, you know, kind of like punk rock. You get, like, really into it. You're like, I'm a punker or something. And uh, and there's this uh, guy named Ed Sanders, and uh, he is part of the Fugs. He's mm. still alive. And uh, he has a song called, not a song, a book series called Tales of Neil of Beatnik Glory. And it's just, like, very short stories of, all fiction, by the way, of, like, beatish characters, hippie characters. And I really liked it, but I'm like, okay, I'm a beat, but I'm a new beat. Neo beat. There you go. And first I was call myself Neo beat, but guess what? That name's been taken. Matter of fact, a lot of people have taken it in some way. I even found like a website back in the day called neobeat.com. Hmm. And it was just like someone's like photo blog. Interesting. And, uh... So I'm like, okay, how do I differentiate myself? How do I, uh, how do I go about this? I want to keep this name, but then, okay, but keep the neo beat, but put glory on the end, because one of my former blogs that I used to run was called Tales of Neo Beat Glory, hmm. in tribute to Ed Sanders, 
And I've used Neil B. Glory on and off for like different names for like different things. Even like my Xbox handle at one time was Neil B. Glory. So I thought, there, do that. That'll be my musician name. Hell yeah. Because that's also another great trait us millennials have right now is that we're not really going by our real names. <laughs> we're just make, making up these fake names and. My name by. sounds fake enough. <laughs> Like, two of my favorite artists right now are called uh, Royal and the Serpent. She's this electro-pop artist. Mm -hmm. Another guy called Yoshi Flower. Hmm. He's a singer from Detroit who's now based in L.A. Hmm. Or The Weeknd, who's more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Can I see the pattern here? Mm -hmm. It's all just you take up a monker, not your real name. So I thought I would do that. So anyway... uh, Here's my uh, SoundCloud page, and yeah, it's basically whatever music that I want to do. And the current current stuff that I'm focusing on mostly is uh, punk rock, folk, blues, and uh, very soon I'm engaging more in just pop in general and industrial. And I know that all sounds very fucking cringe, you know, mm-hmm. pop and industrial or. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he was saying, I've been having a real fun time with him, man. Uh, I've been feeling very fulfilled. And yeah, and of course, like I said, just some nervousness, especially like with my voice and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in a way, like right now, uh, I plan on debuting it on this upcoming Wednesday. You folks will probably hear this. Wow, yeah, I'm glad you didn't tip that fucking water over, Zach. Especially with my new $5 mic. For that five was almost below. a double fumble. From five and below. Double, double fumble, triple recovery. Yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, I plan debuting it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I'm kind of telling you on this podcast now so that when I upload it tomorrow... You know, people, you know, I can't, like, then go back on it because, like, I talk about it on a podcast. I can't go back now. Mm. People will think I'm a bitch for not posting it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to say, uh, so far, too, uh, actually, let's just go down to track statistics because I have about five tracks, 5% of free uploads used because... SoundCloud, unfortunately, you have to pay for it. I learned that through the podcast. <clears throat> and the very, ironically enough, the very first song I ever done, punk rock song called Give Me Some Intrusive Thoughts, is the most popular one. With 29 plays, three heart likes, three likes, four comments. Mm-hmm. Second one would be Cement Dust Blues at 14 plays, one heart, two comments. Much to my surprise, though, uh, two of my personal favorite tracks. First one's called We Need More Dead Fascists. Has gotten nine plays and three likes. Not as popular as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And one that I personally like, but I guess I can see why it's not as popular, is called Lonely uh, Traverse City Night with three likes and... No, three plays and one like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, the comments on these has also been encouraging. Much to my surprise, despite the how awful the internet can be, mm-hmm. it's just a complete fucking wasteland. Just 
makes you want to nuke the world. <laughs> I've gotten some uh, pretty good uh, comments so far, which has really surprised me. Like one here says, it's yet to be wrote. Yes, hard. Because as the chorus says, give me some intrusive thoughts. Remind me of lessons that have all been taught. Give me all the intrusive thoughts. The past is never gone. It has yet to be wrought. See, mm-hmm. as, it has yet to be wrote. Yes, hard. It's actually wrought, but thank you. Or truer than we can know on a cosmic scale. Hmm. And I actually translated this. I think... Two words. Da, das Parables impresses on God damn it. I suck at Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I think the translation came out to like excellent lyrics or impressive lyrics. Which actually means a lot to me because uh, like my favorite musician, Bob Dylan, he has an awful voice. Mm-hmm. Like I personally like it, but I can see why people hate it. But what really keeps him made him famous is that he's an excellent songwriter. Like he's probably like the greatest songwriter of all time. So that's kind of what I'm also banking on. It's just that, yeah, my voice sucks, but listen to the lyrics, what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm kind of also kind of banking on that, kind of like Bob. Answer my friend, it's blowing in the wind. Actually, uh, do you ever see the Doors movie? Stars, uh, uh, Oliver Stone directed it, The Doors. I don't think so. I mean, I know the story of The Doors and yeah. Jim Morrison and Ray Manzarek and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, they actually showed like the meeting between Morrison and Manzarek when they were first forming it. And in the movie, you know, Jim Morrison's like, oh, I don't know if I, I can't really sing. He's like, Ray's like, are you kidding me? Like, have you heard Bob Dylan? And he went to like, yeah. Don't need a weatherman know which way the wind blows. <laughs> what actor is doing that impression? Ray Manzarek? I don't know, but... It's an, an impression of Ray Manzarek uh, doing an impression of Bob Dylan. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember who played Jim Morrison. It starts with a V. It's not Vin Diesel. It's something else. He's another famous actor. Mm. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> Google.com. We're going to find out. I, I can't let this go, even though I'm talking about my buddy music career. Right. Uh, speaking of music careers and like just filling time here, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Door, doors movie. No, not doors, Doors movie. Dark World, Thor, Ragnarok. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Doors movie. Doors is a 2021 movie directed by Duggan O'Neill, starring Lena Esco. Wrong one. Josh Peck. Oliver Stone, Doors. Doors were an American rock band formed <laughs> no in Los shit. Angeles in 1965 with vocalist Jim Morrison. No, okay. I'm... You got to interface with the device now. No, I got to actually <laughs> type it. Right. Life sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Content. Content. Yep. Content. Content. Rip meatloaf. 
Like a Val Kilmer. Fucking okay. Val Kilmer played Jim Morrison. Okay, right on. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Man, 2022 is not fucking around with celebrity deaths. No, sir. Meatloaf, Louis Anderson, uh, Betty White, mm-hmm. Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. By the way, Meatloaf, the song I Do Anything for Love, but I Won't Do That. What won't he do? Like, never know. make that? I don't know. I think that's the second. I think that's it, Bat 2, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I, that's. I yeah. think it has to be something sexual. Presumably. Like, you won't fuck a dog or something. Right. Well, two out of three ain't bad, and we never figured out what the third one that he's not giving is. So no, he wants it's not. You, uh, wants, oh, yeah, because he, he, there's no way he's ever going to leave you or love you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he wants I'm you. Sure, he I'm, needs you. I'm sure there's, like, some QAnon person saying, like, what Milo's really talking about when oh, he says God. he won't do that is that he won't drink adrenochrome to become part of the Illuminati. But he will be in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's just good old fun. Anyway, uh, and of course, the big comment on Cement Dust Blues is, I hope he paid you extra for over. Fuck yeah, dude. What a comment. So yeah, uh, we could go back and forth there. But yeah, uh, so far the reception has been pretty good. It's been yeah, a lot indeed. surprising. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going keep, to keep on going. Uh, maybe put out an album this year because uh, I'm nearing the threshold. Ten songs, my mm-hmm. personal threshold. The punk threshold. Well, so far, Zach, uh, be, that's one thing I've, been, I've asked you from the beginning of this is be completely honest. Like, mm-hmm. if you think a song is bad, then tell me it's bad. Mm-hmm. Which, you always had me a scare today because uh, <laughs> when you were at it, when you were mixing one of the songs, you just said, like, God, what is this bullshit? I'm like, uh-oh. I'm sorry? Garrett, Garrett pooped a little next to me. He's like, oh, oh, just this song I'm trying to put on SoundCloud. I'm like, oh, no, I'm talking about this bullshit inside this fucking VSTI. And he's like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for more context, folks, uh. I sang a traditional song, traditional folk song called Hard Times Come Again No More by Stephen Foster. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a heartfelt performance. Like, I really put... Basically, I take a different approach to different songs, honestly, mm-hmm. as you probably should. And basically mean, like, I really tried to sing on this. It isn't like, say, a punk song where, like, I go really hard on it. Mm-hmm. Hard and, on go hard (laughs) so you know here here so when it came to the part where it's like hard times come again no more there you go what is this bullshit (laughs) (laughs) god i'm sorry uh yeah it's production work yeah but so far uh what do you think it was a fun project, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a large variety of sounds. Um, you know, you mentioned several genres, and it, it really does cover all of those. So that's definitely a wide variety of influences. Um, sonically, it's also pretty eclectic, like in terms of different vocal styles that you're choosing to emulate, and um, the lyrical content, obviously, as you mentioned, is is important. You being a writer... You know, I feel like that's kind of a natural assumption with your lyrical content outweighing your 
audio skills that are admittedly non-existent. So, like, when you're singing over what is essentially and effectively music concrete, like, assembled from um, free domain sounds or public domain sounds, it's, it's, very, it's very creative. That's for sure. And I mean, you know, just as you can see, there's, there's people engaging with it. And so as long as there's an audience for music, I think that qualifies it as good. Like, if you had zero plays, then maybe we'd be having a different <laughs> conversation right now. But like, at least two or three people, you know, probably closer to a dozen have, have at least once listened to your ta- songs, maybe even listened to them two or three times. Well, I'm hoping too, because... This has been going on for like, well, since, I think since the end of last summer, mm. and all of it's been is on SoundCloud. Like I haven't yep. advertised it anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping now that I put it out on the podcast and I'm gonna advertise on Facebook and Twitter and all that, mm-hmm. that hopefully I'll get some more engagement there. Now that I'm being more public. Hell yeah! We, we when you got a million views, a million plays on SoundCloud, and you're yeah. a rich folk punk industrial artist (laughs) then i don't know you can buy me a hamburger (laughs) and i'll eat it and it'll be delicious i don't know about that but maybe i'll buy your nfts (laughs) my hamburger nft i think yeah it's 456 you gotta go that is a a slapping segue yeah i know so uh let's end this man all Uh, right bro Yeah, so uh, everyone, thanks for listening to the new episode of the new season of the new year. Uh, There'll be a new intro song. And you know what? For an outro song, I'm going to use one of my songs. Hell yeah, do it. You know what? Do it. Fucking go for the gold. Indeed. It's my podcast. Fuck you, I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, I do what I want. Whatever, I do what I want. (laughs) All right, Zach, uh, Let's do some promos, man. Uh, what do you want to promote? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of promoting the same shit. I'm uh, writing Normal on Trial still. It's progressing a little faster than it has been the last few years. Conrad Twitty Band is being slightly resurrected in some way. Um, you can watch for my coming streams on the Elmblad Media Group YouTube channel. I'll be re-recording... Uh, my two books, A New Way Home and Borderline Vagabond, to release on Audible this year. Um, and likely, I will be, di- once I'm done with that streaming, I'll start streaming work on Normal on Trial. And we'll probably uh, have some discussions in the YouTube chat about authorship and um, pu- self publication and uh, copyrights and what I do and probably Garrett too. So. Yeah, yep. yep. I'm I'm gonna be doing some shit. Follow me on YouTube, Elmblad Media Group with underscores, uh, Instagram and all that. Yeah, Instagram too. I haven't been really active on Instagram. I'll have to get on on board with that soon. Yeah, be putting right. my back catalog up soon. All right. As for me, uh, same stuff as usual. Find us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Internet Archive. Probably not Mixcloud anymore. I haven't gotten any reception on there, so I'm probably just going to delete that one. Sure. And uh, my latest book, Animaki, 5th Anniversary Edition, Mm -hmm. is out. So check that out. Mm -hmm. Please buy it. I need gas money. (laughs) Uh, 
And yeah, uh, my new music project, Neo B. Glory. And I probably should have waited to, sh- to, say, to say this before I shut down my computer. But yeah, check the, check the show notes. The link will be in there. SoundCloud dash Neo B. Glory. Forward slash. Yeah, forward slash. There you go. And then uh, I'll, pro- I'll probably be revamping my band camp this week and everything. And yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, you gotta go. I gotta go. We gotta go somewhere. Gotta go. It's, it's a it's a new year. It's twenty twenty two. Y'all gotta a, go. AK twenty twenty part two. <laughs> hopefully we're all still alive. Right. Hopefully we'll live through this year, through through the plague and World War Three. To quote the modern art masterpiece, Paramore song. That I've forgotten. Never mind. It's a no, circle. No, I'm I, in cycle. <laughs> I only know one Paramore song. Like, was it? Ain't it fun living in the real world? Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. I assure you, folks, my singing is a lot better than that. Living in the yeah, right. go listen to some not Paramore. Listen to listen to me. Neo Beat Glory. Yeah, listen to Neo Beat Glory. Glory. <laughs> listen to Neo. Like listen to Neo Beat Glory Hole. <laughs> Speaking of glory holes, I gotta show you this Black Randy. So, thank you, folks. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Here is the outro song. Bye. This day just won't fly by. I need another reason to die. I need another reason to feel stressed. Add more grief to this current mess. Give me some intrusive thoughts. Remind me of lessons that have long been taught. Give me all the intrusive thoughts. The past is never gone. It has yet to be wrought. reason to feel mean for shit said to me when I was a teen. I need a reason to feel bad because of traits I remember that I share with my dad. Give me some intrusive thoughts. Remind me of lessons that have long been taught. Give me all the intrusive thoughts. The past is never gone. It has yet to be wrong. thoughts just won't go away even if it's the end of the work day they just won't let me forget the past unless i go out and get smashed give me some intrusive thoughts remind me of lessons that have long been taught give me all the intrusive thoughts the past is never gone it has yet to be wrong Holy shit, I can't wait to get out of here.